You know, men really are not shit. How so? We were watching three fights last night. Three mm-hmm. UFC fights. Two of them were t- between men. One of them was between women. Uh-huh. The men could not go past three minutes. One dude just tapped out, immediately busted, finished. Busted, <laughs> you know, met- metaphorically, theoretically. Maybe, got, I don't got, know. Got his chin busted. If you, if you get kicked in the neck, maybe that's what does it for you. Yeah. I don't know. The women? Women went five five-minute rounds, 25-minute rounds. With very short refractory periods, not even 30 seconds between each round. Man. They they came out, had plenty of energy and vigor going afterwards. I will never, ever make fun of women or get mad at them when they say jokes about, my boyfriend can't even last 20 seconds anymore. I guess this is like a transcendent topic. It's not just in one aspect of our lives. It's uh, in other aspects as well, I guess. Fellas, on, on behalf of all of us, I think we ought to do better. We need We're to, getting shown up right now. We are. We need to, we need to get back in the cardio, get our stamina up. Let's do it, boys. Let's do our, uh, what's it called, Kegels? And we are live. We are back with brand new recording equipment. Oh, well, yeah. Some, some of it's new. The mics are the same. You'll probably tell. Mics are the same, but the processing is very Processing very new. is yeah. beautiful. It's powerful. So if you hear a lot more clicking... That's because my computer is too powerful for our mics. Yeah, and you probably don't hear Saad's old computer farting anymore <laughs> because uh, he has this nice new fancy machinery, man. This this thing is this thing is swank, swanky, man. It's swanky and it hurt my banky. This is episode forty-three of Hot Pocket. This is Saad. This is Sherryor, and uh, it feels like it's been a very long time. And we've been busy, you know. We yeah. had Ra- Ra- Ramadan was here, and then we had a lot of things during Ramadan too. I had family come over. Family just left actually today. So that's why. I had time to come through today uh, and, you know, get this get this very special episode in for you ladies today. And we are so committed to the grind that we are recording today on May 8th. Mm-hmm. Happy Mother's Day. Yes, happy Mother's Day. And I'll tell you guys another thing. Me and Saad, like, separately didn't get home till like, 2.33 last night. Yeah. And we are dedicated, And man. we were, by the way, we were doing manual labor at a... Event we were invited to. Yes. This is, listen, Daisy Standard Time is a true thing because you should always show up late because, you know, it's like, it's like preheating the oven. It's like, oh, like, everything's cooking and then you, then you go. You put the main dish you in the oven. You never know what might happen. The power might be out. Yeah. I don't know. If you go early, there is a nine times out of ten chance that you are going to be put to work. So, on this auspicious Mother's Day, well, granted, all this happened before Mother's Day, uh, we're talking about moms... And not so moms, not so hypothetical moms could have been moms, could have been moms, would have been moms, would have been moms. But you had the choice to not be the mom. Exactly. So that's what we're going to talk about. You have the choice to live your life. Yes. We're hitting the really terrible and we shouldn't not be making light of it. No, 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 no. But I'll find ways to do it. There probably be little slight jokes in there. (laughs) Uh Everything with abortion. If people don't know, and I highly, highly, highly doubt that you don't no. know, yeah. just to be clear, Roe v. Wade has not been yes. overturned yet. Mm. There was a leaked Supreme Court opinion. Yeah. It's a draft, so it's not final. Technically, we don't know if this is what's actually going to come out. The Supreme Court, as a institution, did come out and say that draft is legitimate, Yeah, but they did make a point to say, 
it's we not don't the know final if it's the decision. final one, yeah. but we, we kind of know. If it's like a draft, it, yeah. and, and it's very clearly like, oh yeah, six to four or whatever it was. This it, isn't a college freshman course where your first draft looks nothing like the final thing. No. Supreme Court, that John is pretty close. Yeah, these people know what they're doing. Yeah. Basically, in that draft, Roe v. Wade, the Supreme Court case, which basically decided that abortion is a constitutionally enshrined right based on the premise of privacy mm-hmm. is going to be overturned. Yeah. And this is a long-term political project of the Republican Party, of the pro-life movement. And obviously there's a lot of synergy between those two for decades. Right. And in that same vein, on the other side, this has been the motivating drive and factor for their opposition, the Democrats, the pro-choice movement, for an equivalent amount of time. Yeah. This has been the thing that drives people to vote blue and also vote red. I would legitimately believe abortion is the number one issue that drives voters in this country. Whether you're pro-life or pro-choice kind of supersedes everything else in terms of how you vote. Because it's such a drastic topic, too. Yeah. It's not it's not about like, well, where does funding go? Like, you know, do we give more, you know, do we give more policies, left-leaning policies, more shine or like more conservative policies? It's Where not are my economic tax credits going. Yeah, yeah. It's so visceral and some people just have like such a hardline opinion on this whether you're on one side or the other side. It's very easy for both sides to garner a lot of attention yeah. and uh, movement for their own cause, right? It, it is an emotionally visceral yeah thing to talk about. Both sides, right? And I, by the way, I, I think we need to be clear. When I say both sides, we're not both sizing this. I think we're both unequivocally pro-choice. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But I'm saying both, like, you can make that narrative if you are pro-life that, oh my God, they are taking a hammer and beating the shit out of that fetus. <laughs> they're turning it into guacamole. They're they're using it for stem cell they're research. Stem like, cell research. Then they start, like, posting, like, fake freaking videos. Yeah, or, like, they doctor like, all baby, this shit. Like, baby hands and stuff. It's like, yeah. They're Photoshop game crazy. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. I need it's to go to one of their seminars. Honestly, we we need to go to get our cover game up. Like how how are y'all just doing record? This? Just like start recording and at, like asking them questions. <laughs> We're on the team. Um, it's horrific, obviously, yeah. and I think the main takeaways are obviously are that disproportionately poor women, women of color, and those two things track together very well are going to be disproportionately affected by mm-hmm. this because functionally. Abortion in a lot of states, and I would say over like half the country, in in red states and like mixed states, Mm -hmm. red states meaning like states run primarily by Republicans and mixed states where it's somewhat of an even split between Republicans and Democrats. I would say Maryland's a fairly mixed state. Yeah, Maryland's an example of a mixed state. Although always votes blue, but we have a Republican mayor. Yeah, although I think, I feel like with abortion, Maryland's going to be better off compared to other more purplish states. It's going to be another dividing line. On where you live is going to fundamentally change your outcome of life. People who live in California, you know, people who live in the states which are the most pro-choice to begin with, are going to be more okay. More okay. I'm not. I I think people overuse that statement of like, oh, rich women are going to be fine, or like white women are going to be fine. People who live in blue states are going to be fine because. Their funding is still going to be funding is still going to be an issue, and also like on a long-term track. There is potential for this to evolve into like a federal ban. Yeah. Because there's so much momentum now behind the right wing. The right wing only continues to grow and grow and grow in power. Mm-hmm. And their opposition is just the dumbest, useless political machine around. Yeah. They're fucking bad at everything except for 
stomping on any kind of attempt left to change left movement. Just, yeah. just lightly they, left leaning. The Democrats have more like of a vigor to shut down anything that Bernie did than this. Yeah. They turn into Mike Tyson when it's time to fight a guy who's like, I think we should raise taxes a little bit. On the rich. Yeah, on the rich. Four hundred plus thousand dollars a year. But then they turn into like a, a, a squibbling five year old when it's like, Oh well please don't Our hands are tied like, kill really millions of women or ruin their lives. Yeah. So I can't do anything about that. I think I think you made a good point about how, you know, it's gonna hurt the poorer folk, the poor women in, in the states. And I this is a talking point that I saw that I you know, I I tend to agree with on a lot of things, is that if this does, if this decision does become final and they do overturn Roe versus Wade, they're not going to stop abortions. They're going to stop safe abortions. Like women are still going to be out there getting abortions at a. And listen, this is already a very high risk thing to do unless you get it from like a professional service. Yeah, you're just going to be increasing the more underhanded, like back, you know, black market kind of stuff, like freaking hanger abortions type yeah. things which already happens a lot which already happens, happens a lot a and this ton. is gonna because if it gets overturned then guess what's gonna happen in red states they're 110 percent gonna ban it and yeah. then also any kind of funding or some like organizations that might be like no we're still gonna offer these services they're gonna crack down on those and like women will have to travel across state lines yeah and it's gonna be a very large mess for literally the bottom of the barrel people. yeah and i think the point you made about crossing state lines is pretty crucial because you you keep hearing about anytime somebody lives and, and this argument takes form in both in terms of like within the united states on a state level or also just countries whenever you you voice a concern or, or problem with where you live mm -hmm. and somebody and you, and you talk about like oh this other place does it better right and then someone will just fucking tell you i just fucking move there right that's not a, obviously that's not a viable option you can't just uproot your entire life where you probably have like residence, family, possessions, and everything, just go somewhere else because like they have a better service or whatever that is. In this case, abortion. It, it, the the solution cannot just be that. Oh, I live in Kansas. Well, oh, just go to uh, California. Like right. no big deal. It's like no, that's that's a that's going to like reproduce so much more inequities in a country which already has hyper concentrations of inequities, uh, whether that be economic, whether it be in social and civil services. And it's going to bleed into a whole host of other problems. I, I was reading this story about, and I think this happened in Florida, because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of right-leaning states or right states, red states in general, have you know stand your ground laws. For people who uh, don't dude, know, shit's crazy. It's it's. I don't know if you've heard the story. I'm about to tell you, but um, for people who don't know, stand your ground is basically a law in argument of self-defense where if you kill somebody in self-defense with a gun, if you can prove that they were attacking you and you're you know standing your ground. You're cleared. It's very loose. It's very loose. Extremely and this loose. tends to get used for like Trayvon Martin. Trayvon that, Martin. That was that was the law that got Andrew Zimmerman free. Yeah. Fucking insane. What happened was, and I think this was in Florida, a woman who was pregnant, like oh, pretty far. No. Yeah, yeah. Who was pretty far along into her pregnancy was I think she was mugged. I don't know what exactly the situation was. And she got shot by another woman, like in the where the the fetus was right baby died Obviously, fetus died yeah. the woman the mother got charged with with like murder uh -huh. or something along those lines based on a stand your ground argumentation and granted she got she got indicted but it didn't get convicted 
Only because there was so much backlash at the time. Yeah, this is fucking like absurd. Um, yeah, a a woman who was attacked, a pregnant woman was attacked. She was shot, and she was shot. The other woman, he gets no charges on her because it was stand your ground law. She made an argument to stand your ground, like, oh, I was under attack, under attack by a pregnant, pregnant woman. Pregnant, like, come on, what, what is the she fuck? gonna do? But the woman gets, would the mom gets charged with murder? It's it's fucking like. This is the most backwards ass shit that I've yeah. ever heard. This and country is backwards. No, it's so backwards. The fact that the Supreme Court can go back on something that is wildly popular. Mm-hmm. Like over seventy percent, or some around, along those lines. It's, it. I just think it goes against every democratic principle that the United States tends to stand on, and also goes to other countries. Well, theoretically, theor- that's what I'm, I, you guys couldn't see it, but I did an air quotation marks. <laughs> you know, the United States has gone to other countries, condemned other countries. Fucking, how many times have they done this to Afghanistan? Like, hey, like the Taliban's, you know, restricting women's oh, rights, yeah. and now your Supreme Court comes back and says, oh, by the way, like uh, we're probably gonna overturn this after. The two recent Republican-appointed justices have been like, yeah, no, like, where we, I don't think we're going to overturn it. And then they end up basically, all, like, literally, like, right out the door of overturning Which, it. Which, like, no shit. Yeah. Then this, this is a commentary also on um, the news organizations and media organizations yeah. in this fucking country, how they're so gullible to think, like, well... Republicans can't be that bad, right? They can't. No. Well, he promised. He went to Harvard, and like, and Susan Collins, the senator, got a a uh, a confirmation from that. This will never happen. Yeah, they got it written, right, written down in writing. And it's like anyone with half uh, I don't want to say half a brain. That's a little condescending. But anybody who pays attention to this stuff enough, which you would think people who write about politics professionally and make like a handsome salary from that would know what the fuck they're talking yeah. about, unless they're just deluded, which I think most people in this industry are. Anybody can, would know that, like, these are first and foremost, especially the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is a political body. Yeah. This was always, like, bound to happen because there's no political will and momentum to push against the rightward momentum. Yeah. Think about it this way. For people who don't know, when they're, like, reviewing cases and laws and, and deciding on something, one of the factors that they look at is precedence. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, okay, was there a previous Supreme Court opinion or or statements in an opinion that uh, swings us one way or another. We tend to defer to, like, older decisions, right? So inherently, the Supreme Court has a bias towards what was said and done before. There's always an uphill battle. Yeah. And before isn't the best of histories. Yeah, and before is, you know, the good old days. Literally. Which, side note... Did you see that video of uh, Biden, hard R Biden, yeah. uh, saying like, "Listen, back in the day when we had the, real discrimination, when we had real racism, yeah, but me and the segregation, we get we would get hush puppies and uh, rupees oh and God, floats. Bro. It was great. Let's do this. Crazy. I love him. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. I think the goal of this episode is to uh, delegitimize the Supreme Court for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I want people to know that this is a stupid institution mm-hmm. it is anti-democratic it should not exist it doesn't do anything good yeah and, and also in that same vein that's why i get frustrated when um people who are pro-choice put so much emphasis on we got to vote democrat mm-hmm. because we need to have more uh, liberal justices 
because the Supreme Court is like the only way to defend any of our rights. It's like, why are you relying on this antiquated, anti-democratic yeah. institution? Um, which, and really, the the argument for that is just a way to like keep yourself subservient for voting for Democrat. It's yeah. a vote blue no matter who you, bullshit. Exactly. You made that point earlier before we started recording to the fact that the Democrats have used this as a a point to gain more attention and to gain like to gain more traction with their voters because they know that right now me and Saad discussed this beforehand I was like yo what can the Democrats do and so I was like you know at this point like because of Mansion and Cinema like they would have to like literally whip them in shape and like get them on board because they've been like the Democrats who are literally undercover Republicans vote literally yeah. against all like the more popular uh, legislation that would push some change mm-hmm. they would have to whip them into shape and. They they just won't. They won't. They won't. Yeah. So to that point, this, we kind of get into the whole matter of what can Democrats do now. Yeah. Theoretically, Democrats could, and they have many times in the past decades, promised that okay, Roe v. Wade is the only thing kind of creating a legal justification for abortion right now. What we can do is use the actual legislative process, you know, signing a law through Congress Mm -hmm. and then sending it to the president to actually make it a codified law. That would solve the issues of relying on Supreme Court justices and, like, hoping, like, damn, I hope this uh, 90-year-old Jewish woman doesn't kick the bucket. Right. Which, uh, damn, look what happened with that. Yeah. I think we'll save save shit for that crockety old bitch. Yeah. President Obama in particular, when he was running in 2007 and 2008 for his first term, one of his main campaign promises was to write abortion into law as a federally guaranteed right. He had a supermajority that could not be overturned. It would not even be like this situation where there's like two holdout Democrats who are keeping things like impossible. And there's also a filibuster. No, he had a supermajority back then. Mm-hmm. And he decided not to do that. Instead, he sent, spent all of his energy on Obamacare, yeah. which is the half-assed kind of whack whatever thing. And uh, even Joe Biden, when he was running for this uh, term, he won, obviously. He promised, like, yeah, we will, like, write it into law. They always fucking <laughs> they always do this. Well, there's a lot of things he's promised. Oh, yeah. Has, yeah. Literally has not delivered on one. Outside of pushing student loan payments back every time the deadline, which approaches, happened under Trump first, he's just pushing it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not I even, even like give that to him. Yeah, it's not even his policy to do that. We might get 10k off though. If Maybe. we get 10k off, I'd be fine. Well, actually, oh, you motherfucker! I forgot <laughs> about this. Honestly speaking, I have $8,000 in student loans. I've only made one fucking payment on my student loans wait, before wait. before it got pushed. Funny timing, like how the second they started talking about like, oh, he might do this, like this abortion thing happened. Yeah. You you know Biden's like, whew, yeah. I don't got to do anything don't for these talk losers. About, yeah, don't got to talk about that no more. If there was actual political will to make the Democrats do the shit that they said they would, we would have had... Uh, we would not be in the situation. No. We would not have had to rely on the Supreme Court for any of this. And now that because Supreme Court justices are appointed for lifetimes, and it is, I think, what, it's a 5-4 split between, like, Republican and uh, Democrat for the most part? Yeah. Uh, or 6-3. I, I don't know. It, it is a full Republican court now. You can't make—Democrats can no longer make the argument that, oh, 
we can save Roe if we get a Democrat president in and then they can appoint a new justice in because that, that ship has sailed now. No, it's done. It's done because one, Roe is about to be overturned and also the Supreme Court is now already stacked with right-wingers. Yeah, I also didn't think that the way that this first, what has it been, like two years since Biden? Uh, well, he he started technically at the January 2021 inauguration. Okay, okay, so... A year and a half. I like the, the how the year and a half has gone. I honestly don't think he's gonna win again, and I think they're gonna lose a lot in the midterm. So like it's gonna time. be it's really gonna be a red wave. Like they were like they were claiming about a blue wave after Trump, but yeah. now it's really gonna be a red wave. But I will say that the point that you made about the uh, the Supreme Court being you know like an anti democratic party like it sucks. It, you know it does. Here's the thing. There should be a high court in all of land. Like every country should have a high court, but that high court should be there to serve the people. It shouldn't be that these motherfuckers are just like they have religious background in this and like they're letting their religious beliefs kind of bleed into the bleed into the the writing and when the writing is so I don't want to say obscure, but like it's it has some room to like it has wiggle room, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a, it's like a well technically the word abortion isn't in the Constitution, so it's yeah. not. It, that's that's literally what they're doing. That that was the literal argument in this draft from Justice Alito, because uh, again, for people who don't know, when the Supreme Court does their opinion in, on a case, you know they vote. You know who votes yes, who votes no, who abstains from the vote. One person comes out and writes the opinion, the majority opinion for the court. And then if there's additional opinions, usually dissenting opinions, they also write that. The draft opinion, the majority opinion comes from Justice Alito, and he specifically says, the word abortion does not literally show up in the Constitution, which theoretically is how all these cases are supposed to be judged off of how constitutional they are. Because the word abortion is not literally in there, that means there's no abortion rights. Which means if something wasn't written in the Constitution, you know, in it's not, it's not 1700s, yeah. then it's, it's not, not a protected right. It's not a protected fucking which right. Is, which makes absolutely I can't no be gaming anymore. Yeah, Why did I buy this shit? It's not a protected right. Oh, no. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that that's the point where it just... Like, I genuinely am baffled at this, man. And then that also lets me know, like... I was thinking about this when you were talking. I was like, I honestly think, as a religious person myself, and as a Muslim, like, I honestly think it would be much better if, like, they were just all atheists or, like, agnostic. Like, they just didn't believe in a God. They had no yeah. religion. Like, those, that, that's how it should be where they just look at the land, they look at the people, they look at the opinion, and they look at, like, obviously precedents and whatnot. But, like, more informed opinions on that like you got to bring your 1700 constitution up to speed like yeah. those motherfuckers did not know california was going <laughs> to exist man they didn't know california was going to have 40 million people there was 13 million like when they were yeah. what does the constitution say about nukes I think my issue more so with the Supreme Court and why it's anti-democratic, I mean, to your point also, like, the, the particulars of the each person is a problem, but the reason it's a problem is because the way it works is that there's nine people, they get to decide if a law is constitutional, unconstitutional, and strike it down or reaffirm it. These nine people have lifetime appointments. Yeah. Some of these motherfuckers have been around since, like, Reagan. Yeah. Right? 
there is no democratic mechanism or accountability from the people. The argument is supposed to be that, well, since the president is the person who picks a justice and people vote for the president, it's like three steps removed. That means it's democratic, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I don't want to turn this into because one of the things that, that people are like using this whole story to really like relitigate is the fucking 2016 election because that's all people fucking know about. You know, it's like, oh, Susan Sarandon and Bernie Sanders are the reason why we're here, whatever. No, I don't want to relitigate that, right? Here, but the idea that like voting in America is a uh, accurate reflection of politics and what people's opinions are and all that is already flawed to begin with. And we're like, for a whole host of reasons, we, yeah. could, we could do a whole other separate episode on that. But by design, the Supreme Court is anti-democratic and uh, i think there's also an argument that the people who get to go into supreme court like who get to become justices think about all of them they're all ivy league trained they all have come from backgrounds working in private firms or private equity or and usually a lot of them also have stints in actual like public law where they have a very particular set of interests and particular viewpoints on everything like Yes, there are differences, particularly on social issues with like Roe v. Wade and abortion mm-hmm. amongst like you know the liberal and the conservative ones. But on a there's so for every Roe v. Wade, there is at least seventeen Supreme Court opinions that you don't know about, where the opinions are all pretty stacked. There was just a very very recent opinion, like in the past month, where the Supreme Court decided that Puerto Rico. Which is considered a territory. You probably saw uh, this, yeah, right? I saw something around considered this. a territory of the United States. They pay taxes. They but, the Supreme Court reaffirmed that just because they pay taxes, they can't get any benefits from Social Security mm-hmm. or Medicare. It was an eight to one opinion. Now, how the fuck does that make sense? How the fuck does that make sense? They get they pay taxes, but they reap no benefits yeah. of it. They and just, they're getting privatized and all the shit extracted and gentrified right now from these like the Logan only, Pauls and the these YouTubers. Only, yeah, exactly. The only fucking source of like large income they have are rich ass I wouldn't even say rich people, but like just privileged Americans being like, well, let's let's go to Puerto Rico. It's tourism. Yeah, it's tourism. Yeah. And then that's just like that Stuff like this should really give us a better idea of even the folks out there that really don't know. And then, like, they hold their opinions on certain things that, like, okay, well, yeah, this does look bad, but I don't know the whole history of this. And I don't know Why what do you else. Why the whole history? No, exactly. Dude, look at this. This is a very telling per- – like, this is – the equivalent to you're meeting someone for the first time and you see them treat like a gig worker or like someone serving them oh, really no. fucking shitty. Oh, no. And you're just like that one little trait should let you know this is not a good person. Okay. You know I mean? Okay. Share. It's Mother's Day. Don't bring my mom into this. Ricky, Ricky's a great person. Well, she tips some people. Well. She tips well. She, okay. Sometimes I have to fight for it. We also had a bombshell case. I think it was last year. Where the Supreme Court basically okayed Nestle, you know, the cocoa company, to continue using child and slave labor yeah. overseas because they got a suit against them. Yeah. There's so many, like, look, when, when it comes to, like, social stuff, there is a, is a difference. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to shit in terms of profiteering, yeah. marketing, money, business structure... They're all fucking the same. Yeah. Well, and I can, and I don't really, I haven't like read up on that case, but I can guarantee you they were like, well, yeah, because like 
you're operating, Nestle's operating within the realms of our laws, and their laws in Bangladesh allows children it was, to it work, was something, right? It was something so, along those exactly, lines. Exactly. Like, they're going to be like, and well... And they, they use, like, a very specific definition of what is child labor based on, like, a precedent. Because, again, like, the Supreme Court is all about interpretation and bullshit. And if all you have to go off of is interpretation of loose language, you're going to conform to your existing political biases. Yeah. Which, again, all these Supreme Court justices are people who are part of the elite class. 100%. The And this is when we get to talk about the old crockety Jewish bitch I was talking about. Mm-hmm. We were talking about. RBG. RBG. She was a member of the elite class. Yeah. Her story is inspiring in terms of like being like from when she came from in terms of time. Mm -hmm. But to take that and turn it into like a success story for people all over, Mm -hmm. it's kind of gross. Anyone who is up to be a candidate for a Supreme Court justice seat is probably not a friend to, well, maybe to you. But like for most people, they're yeah. not doing them any I wanna, favors. I want everyone to, and I and I would do this myself. Is like let's take a like I really genuinely want to take a look back at her history because I know that she was like she was a large proponent of like women getting bank accounts without like um you know like a male signature yeah. on it and everything. So yes, like did was were there certain things that she helped women on? Sure, but I want to see the I want to see the whole history because I guarantee. Do you uh, do you know her stance on indigenous peoples? Yeah, she she was she uh, basically she I wanted to want to say like the trail of tears, but like <laughs> wait, was, wait 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 what? Hey, didn't she was like the, like she what was the so the thing I'm thinking of in particular is a 2005 case, a Supreme Court case. I forget the name of it, but it was basically a matter of property in New York where some real estate company was trying to take land from an indigenous tribe. Uh-huh. And uh, basically, Ginsburg voted in favor of the real estate company, wrote the opinion, and she invoked this thing called the Doctrine of Discovery. That's what that, it was. Yeah, yeah. The doctrine it's basically the premise that, like, oh, it's, it's kind of based on this, this idea of, like, you know, the Western frontier where, like, you know, white Americans is the subtext, even mm-hmm. though it's never really said exactly like that. Manifest destiny. Manifest destiny. If they find land, well, they can take it. Oh, were people living there already? No, I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Her her track record on that shit is horrendous. Yeah. Which I think is uh, tips the scale for me in a bad way and compared to all the good that she's done for women. Even though the good that she did for women was largely always benefited the white women because it was yeah, like yeah. the that, 70s that's the thing and that's 80s. It's like, well, women who had access to like credit channels. Who were able to access credit channels to begin with. Yeah, and not like the underprivileged black and brown women yeah. that were in the States that, that, uh, in, in that during that time. Um, but yeah, like... Also, you know her quote on abortion. Have you, have you heard that quote on abortion? No. Uh, she basically talks about like why abortion is a good thing because she's uh, pro-choice. But she slips in something. And this is a very common thing. It's not just unique to uh, her. Where she's like, yeah, we don't want too many babies from certain types of groups. And I'll let y'all think about what that is. We'll, we'll leave that to your imagination. That That is a huge part of um, why people from like, it's, it's, again, it's interesting the way people can take that sentiment and apply it into different directions. If it's not very clear, what I'm getting at is that white people in particular mm-hmm. use abortion as a way to fight against what they think is the erasure of white people yeah. and the, the increased population of brown and black peoples. For people like RGB, RBG or RGB? R- Gator. Ruth Gator. G-B. No, Ruth, R- ba- Ruth Bader. What she's getting at is like, okay, well, abortion is good. Part of the, and I'm certain 
that she genuinely believes in that because of you know women's rights to choose and all that. I don't doubt that she legitimately believes that. Mm-hmm. But also, I think like a secondhand little benefit from that is well. This way, black and brown people can get more abortions, so they don't, you know, overpopulate as much, right? Likewise, one of the reason why evangelical Christians, one of the main reasons why those crazy ass right wing Christians, you know, who the fucking like, oh, God's about to come and destroy us all. We need to get to (laughs) Israel real quick. One of the reasons they latched onto the pro life thing so fucking hard, and this is why you cannot disentangle. American religious movements, i.e., you know, Christian movements from like, you know, just racism and nativism. They're pro-life because they don't want white people to get abortions because that would like tip the scale towards, you know, that. So, again, abortion, this is again, this is why abortion is such a hot stone issue. It means a lot more than just obviously the control of women's bodies is a huge element of it. But there's also like huge racial and population implications about this. I think that's that's what we like to focus on anyways. It's like we know that the bigger aspect of this is. The woman's right to choose yeah uh, what happens to her body and especially because some a lot of times it's always from like an abusive situation something that's not like that they didn't consent to but on hot pocket we're that that's already a given right like we have we that's the first time we actually even said like oh the woman has the right to choose because we're 110 percent pro-choice like doesn't matter what happens like women should always choose over what what's going to happen with her body but we want to focus on the little things that a lot of people would not want to talk about, yeah. which is basically they want to, you know, keep white people. The, I mean, the population is already like 70%, 80% white. Like, yeah. It ain't changing anytime soon. But these people are well, so no, but, but the trend scared. is the trend is going towards it is. brown, black, because most because of immigration from like Latin America. Yeah. And that's why like white people are all tizzy about it. That's why either like you make it yourself pro. I'm not saying like literally every white person who is pro abortion thinks this way, but like that's that's. Certainly, part of it from like the old school and the like, yeah. why indoctrinated to certain things. Yeah, there's, that's al- like, that's there's always something like, we don't want those people. There. Old school narrative, yeah. It's like oh, well, we but should. that old school narrative bleeds into like how organizations are set up and where their funding comes from. Which younger people who don't have that, you know, that malice, at least you know, consciously, end up going into those channels as well. Yeah. That's why the focus on abortion is first and foremost about. In America, it mostly manifests as defense of the Democratic Party. We were talking about this before. Uh, right now, you know, while the Democrats are saying, oh, this is terrible, what's happening? Roe is, is an important thing. Every woman should have the right to choose. Major Democratic Party officials, you know, Nancy Pelosi. Let's get into it. it they are currently campaigning for an incumbent congressman, Henry Quayler, or Quayar probably, mm-hmm. from Texas. He is avidly... Uh, pro-life mm-hmm. and you would think the democrats who are right now saying oh we're pro-choice we're pro-choice we're pro-choice would support the challenger jessica cisneros yeah she is a latino woman and is pretty you know progressive however you want to codify that in terms of like you know social welfare and all that but also pro-choice they are running hard against her because first and foremost they just wanted to defend the per, the corporate the corporate establishment. Dude. Yeah, man. they don't give like they don't really give a shit about the rest of that. No. Um, Emily's list, which you might have heard. I, I don't know if you've heard of Emily's no. list. It is a NGO nonprofit political organization that is focused on getting pro-choice women into politics. Uh-huh. It is mostly run interference to keep Democrats safe, like incumbent Democrats who have big money ties safe even if they are kind of end up being Uh pro-life and against uh, pro-choice the funny story about it this kind of gives you a sense of like where it's coming from the person who founded it 
was the daughter to uh, the IBM fortune. Huh. So these groups have always been baked into like big money. That's always why it makes it impossible to like rely on these giant organs, these giant slush funds to defend women's rights because at the end of the day, if their bottom line is affected, if their tax code is affected, their tax ass is affected, they will be like, you know what? Actually, we believe in diversity of ideas. Yeah, All that, of a no, that's exactly what the Democrats are doing right now. Like you just mentioned about supporting the pro-life guy. Yeah. Like he's a Democrat, but he's corporate America and he's pro-life. And he and they're like this. This is the thing that like has really made me denounce being a Democrat. It's mm-hmm. literally they want to be they want to have both foot feet in in like certain areas. They're like, oh, no, we're progressive. Like, you know. Black Lives Matter, but then we also want to like fund the police a lot too. And like, oh yeah, know, that shit's yeah. insane. So, and that's the thing that I hate the most is because when you look at the dichotomy between them and the Republicans, at, at least the Republicans are true to what they're saying and what they stand and believe on. Those Democrats are crazy. Yeah, and but like, props to them for like sticking to it. Yeah, it's fucking bad, and I hate them. But like, at least they're not like Democrats. They're trying to be like, no, 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 we're we're pro-choice. Like this. Uh, to garner votes, to garner like more attention on the national scale, but then like you look at like these little races across the states, and um, they're supporting pro pro life guys, and yeah. opposed to like when they clearly have a choice, they have a choice to either do the more progressive candidate who's pro pro choice and everything, or the guy who's gonna uphold the status quo, but eh, he got a little you know pro pro life going yeah, on. Yeah, we'll let it slide this time. Yeah, and that's the thing that bothers me like the most about Democrats. Um, and the thing that bothers me the most about Republicans is something that a lot of people always see on social media. It's that they're so hardlined pro life. Yeah. Until the baby's born, because <laughs> yeah. then no, no, no. Because like, let's seriously, like, let's think about it. Like, they are so against social social programs for the less fortunate and like mm-hmm. more socialism aspect of society that like oh let's you know maybe not universal based income but like more expanded welfare programs right which help people live their life especially the people at the bottom of the barrel who are on stamps food stamps and yeah. ebt cards and they can't literally afford food yeah nutrition to help them survive yeah. they're like no we need to cut this shit and literally Killing people yeah. in, in the way of doing that. But, no, 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 we're pro-life. Like, life is sacred. Like, the sanctity of life should always be upheld over everything. And then every single policy that they go for, completely against it. A lot of people say America is a land of the free, man. But this is the land of the hypocrisy. The hypocrisy runs rampant. And it's just, I'm more, I'm a guy that's based on principle that if you have one you have there are certain principles you have and you should you should apply that throughout the different aspects of your life yeah the Democrats don't do it, and neither do the Republicans. So this kind no, of no, no, I, I I I disagree. Like like obviously I I hear what you're saying about um you know like they're pro life as long as the life is in there. Yeah. But obviously like the pro life angle is very clearly just um like a good marketing tactic. Right. When like it's it's really we know it's about control of women's bodies. Right. Right. They make no conniptions about, like, what happens after that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I get the hypocrisy angle, but, like, other than, th- like, for the most part, they are very clear about what the fuck they want. I think so. Whereas, like, Democrats would be like, we, because he's like, 
you're right that Republicans are overall worse and horrific in terms of providing for people once they're fucking like out of the womb, yeah. once they're actually living. Democrats are not that much better. No, they're like, not. They're clearly because otherwise, if they were, then we would be in a com- completely different scenario. Yeah, but they will make you know the gestures towards that. Like what Biden said, all this really nice, fancy, flattering rhetoric, rhetorical stuff on the campaign isn't done shit for anybody now. No, so. In that sense, I do think Democrats are worse, but also it's like, to me, the differences between them are not significant enough for me personally. And I'm not saying like for anybody to follow specifically what my advice is to really care enough about voting one way or the other for these parties. Local politics makes a little bit more difference depending on where you are. But like, goddamn, on the federal level, it does not make a difference. There's always going to be something else. Democrats are now going to find some other angle because Roe has been, uh, it's going to be overturned. Mm-hmm. There's going to be another huge linchpin issue, which they're always going to say like you have to keep voting for us or else this thing is going to go away. The thing is going to go away no matter yeah. what because they don't actually do anything about it. That's another great point. It's like they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, like dig their claws into this even more to continue this vote blue no matter who yeah. because look at but like hey listen we've been voting for you guys yeah roe versus wade is about to be overturned student loans are still there you're just pushing them off well, what else is like um i mean inflation inflation there everything there's so Bombing much overseas yeah it's like what's changed why should we continue voting for you when nothing drastically changes? And like, and that's that's another thing, man. Like, I like this. This sounds pretty bleak, but uh, nothing's gonna happen, bro. Nothing is gonna fundamentally change in the next like. Listen, listen. Yeah. Which this is the, this is the crazy part too that I was just like thinking about earlier. It's that in the past four years, the Republicans have stuffed three Republican Supreme Court justices. When was the last time three back-to-back-to-back happened for lifetime appointments? They did that on the federal level and the federal courts a bunch throughout Trump's presidency. But not – yeah. But like Supreme – three Supreme Court justices the Republicans squeezed in and the Democrats did jack. We got one. Got one. We got one. We're all fucking crazy about it. Woo! Yeah. It was like, oh, look, keep voting for us. We're creating change. It's like, you're getting run around. We're like 40 years for the next one to happen. Man. Great. And by, and by that time, um, you know, maybe abortion will be federally banned. Everything else is going to go to shit because we we keep relying on, like, these existing political institutions. You can't have it both ways. You can't say that, like, political parties are corrupt and they're the reason why we don't see progress. Also, by the way, our solution should always be just to fucking, like, vote. vote. Yeah. What can we do? What can we, the audience, what can the, the hosts of Hot Pocket, mm-hmm. what can the listeners of Hot Pocket, what can anybody, what can any regular person do to help? Do not put your money towards voting for the Democrat. Like, fucking do not no. do that. I, if you tell me you're going to do that, I'm going to personally come over there and rob you. You might as well just give us the money. Give Just give me the money and I'm going to spend it on, the, I'm going to reimburse myself for this right. fucking beautiful bastard. <laughs> People are going to have to start, like, engaging in communal activity in, you know, you're going to have to like kind of put your money where your mouth is and like put your, your convictions where your uh, your mouth is and start providing supporting for people who need help even if uh, there are ramifications for that. I you, if if you catch my intention like like literally 
people are going to have to sacrifice more and do more and put themselves more at risk to like, you know, support women. Yeah. If you're in a red state and like, you know, in the next year or two years, it's completely illegal to get an abortion. Are you going to fucking vote or are you going to help that woman who comes to you do something that is not legal? Yeah. And here's the thing. When once that does start to happen, because I do think that we're gonna have to hit that point. Yeah, then we're gonna have to hit that point. And you you've seen it with like I'll use Black Lives Matter as an as a as a as an example. You started to see that community gathering and like like starting in like the little communities, pockets of the of counties to really start you know dragging yeah. changes and like going to like uh, town halls and like de- demanding like hey like my student went to this school and like got you know had to her haircut or whatever that kind of stuff will start gaining traction but i'm going to make a hypothesis and say that once this stuff starts actually picking up traction i guarantee you the democrats are going to be like listen like we can't do this right now like don't break the law like we'll we'll find a way just keep voting for us like if there's traction actually like you know, like crowdsourcing and like stuff like that actually picks up. I guarantee you, the Democrats are going to step in and they're not going to be with you. Yeah, they're going to be against you. And that's you, okay. Be against, like straight yeah. up. We have, have a the hot compass. pocket stance. Fuck the Democrats. Like, do what you gotta do on a communal, on a local, on an organizational level. People need to come together and make demands and make things uneasy to get the shit to happen. Do not fucking vote. Do not engage in like the legitimate process. If you think and and because and you should. If you think this is as important of an issue as it has been made out to be with all the fucking infographics and colorful shit, mm-hmm. you need, your response need to, needs to meet that. It needs to be of an equal measure. And that does not mean I vote, I donated to Act Blue for 25 bucks and every four years I, I hit the dial. No, like I, I'm tired of people like trying to be political, but really they just mean like I have the right opinions online and I vote. Yeah. It has to be more than that. No. It, you... you this is, it has to be at a community basis. You got to help yeah. the people in your community, whether that is directly taking them somewhere or like helping them or like giving them money to do something yeah. or. And that might be uneasy for you. Yeah. But like if, if you but think this is as, that serious, then you have to do that. If you think giving $25 to some campaign, a uh, campaign might help. Like if you're doing it for the right person, but $25 to like one of these larger. I, I don't even think it's worth it for like a political. If it's like a fund or a camp, like, like a, a pro. Like we get money to women yep. directly, not like a political candidate. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'll I'll use um because Ramadan just ended. You know, like ra- like part of being a Muslim is giving zakat every year. Zakat is charity, yeah. but there's a very strict rule to it that the charity that you give in the name of zakat is has the money that you give has to go into the hands of someone that needs it yeah. or that the less fortunate you can't give it to a charity they can't use it as overhead and like the supplies and no, no, the you have like so that's a, that's a principle that I that I've lived by for a very long time yeah and th- this is the same kind of thing that we're saying it's like you want to give $25 to like a campaign or like an organization or do you want to help somebody in your community maybe like you might not give $25 but you might give $100 yeah. that's going to directly if directly make a positive impact on that person's life mm-hmm. no matter if they need to gas money to go somewhere else you, yeah. whatever it is that could, and, and your $25 yeah. to that person could be the thing that saves their life yeah versus $25 to a person who's running a who's buying a TV ad with it for a campaign yeah. is a fucking waste of time moral is we there are things that we can do within our immediate community that is yeah. going to create more change than just voting for Democrats and Republicans yeah um just just to like drive that point home and like you know make 
make this more pertinent for people. I, I personally, because I'm very keyed in onto certain segments of, you know, political Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, certain certain groups on Twitter. It's pretty common for people who are doing actual organizing and actual like communal work because of because of that because of the amount of time that it takes they don't fucking have like you know nice cushy corporate jobs probably because cushy corporate jobs won't hire them yeah and they live in like New York City or San Francisco I see a lot of requests for like um you know I like can't make rents this month or something right like you see a lot of a that a lot of that yeah I I've been making more and more of an effort to donate and send money to them whenever I can. That's an easy way of doing it because you're just like Venmoing a cash apping or selling somebody online. But it, it needs to come from something like that. You need to give directly to people who need help and support because that you cannot rely on like the big government or the big political party to like actually help to, them. to fucking do anything. It's, yeah. it's not going to cut it anymore. No. People need to wake up to that. I think people need to wake up to the fact that like the democratic party and the republican party are one and the same and they're they have their own interests that outweigh yours yeah everyday life that's that that's that's pretty much it it's, it's a downer of an episode it's a serious episode but uh and i feel like we've made this point in different ways before but like especially with this especially with the abortion thing which is like like we said the keystone democratic issue mm-hmm. Stop fucking wasting your time on voting. Yeah. Like, I know I sound like a doomer, but the reason the people who are most invested in voting as a process should be noted. These are also people who tend to, like, have the most money money and are ingratiated into that process to begin with. They have a reason to think it's a lot more legitimate and um, change-worthy than it actually is. Because maybe it affects their, like like I said, it's it's their interests, right? Like, their interests are to uphold whatever they, their status quo. Like, their life is not going to change, but... You have no moral obligation obligation to, yeah. to fucking vote for... Like, why, why would you donate money to Bank of America? Think about that, right? Like, why would you do, do any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, it's insane. All right. Before we get any more teary-eyed or upset or angry, I think we'll cut it off here. Yeah. This has been episode 43 of Hot Pocket. Maybe I'll try to include some links and some funds. But yeah, you all know the deal. Follow... Like, like, comment, rate, comment, share. More importantly, in this context, donate to like things that actually yeah. matter. Uh, this has been Saad. This is Sherry. And we are signing off. <laughs>